Good morning. Take a hike. The Fed expected to announce historic steps to tame inflation, the biggest increase to interest rates in 30 years, with Americans paying more on everything from gas to groceries. Headed up to here, really. Will it be enough? And should it have come sooner? Complete coverage live from Washington. State of emergency. Yellowstone National Park still shut down in the wake of unprecedented flooding. Roads and bridges washed out. Homes swept away. Some tourists rescued. Others facing scary moments like these while attempting to flee. Whoa. We're there live, and Al's tracking a new round of severe weather and brutally hot temperatures for more than 90 million Americans. Breaking overnight, two police officers in California shot and killed, responding to an emergency call. Officials saying it was an ambush. Heroes uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice. Today they were murdered by a coward. The very latest just ahead. Facing her future, our exclusive interview with Amber Heard on where she goes from here after losing her court battle with Johnny Depp. I did the right thing. I did everything I could to stand up for myself and the truth. And how she feels now about her ex. On the first day of the trial, you issued a statement, and part of the statement said, I still have love for Johnny. Yes. Is that still true? Her answer straight ahead. Those stories plus summer scare. An inflatable slide suddenly flips over, tossing children to the ground below. Straight ahead, what went wrong and the safety tips all parents need to know. And who is Miss Kelly? Inside the search to find the mystery woman rejected by NASA after saying she wanted to be an astronaut six decades ago. The mission to find her now, today, Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cutby from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today, 7 a.m. on the West Coast. Glad to have you with us on a Wednesday morning, smack dab in the middle of the week, yeah. smack dab in the middle of the month. Indeed. Already. Summer's flying by, guys. But let us take a look at the situation in Yellowstone. Historic flooding closing the park once again this morning. We're seeing unbelievable new images showing that devastation. We'll take you there live. More than a thousand miles away amid a brutal heat wave, residents in Odessa, Texas are beginning their second day with little to no water. We're gonna have details on that situation just ahead. And let's speak about more about the extreme heat, even more record high temperatures expected today. Al will have our full forecast and let us know if there's any relief in sight. But we will begin this morning with all eyes on the Federal Reserve expected to raise interest rates today to fight sky-high inflation, running at a new 40-year high. For its part, Wall Street is betting on the biggest increase in decades. And economists are warning of an increased risk of a recession. So here's how it's affecting Americans this morning, making breakfast and heading off to work. The price of eggs up more than a dollar from last year. The same for bacon. Gas up almost $2 a gallon. NBC's Tom Costello is outside the Fed in Washington for us. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. You know, this is one of the most anticipated Fed decision, decisions in decades. The Fed really only has one tool to fight inflation. That's interest rates. And there are many reasons for inflation right now. We've got the pandemic. We've got pandemic stimulus spending, supply chain crisis, the war in Ukraine. The Fed is hoping that by raising rates, they will slow the economy and tame down inflation. Rarely has the Federal Reserve been under such a microscope. 
The countdown is on to the Fed decision. The question this morning, how much will the Fed raise interest rates as it tries to bring 40-year high inflation under control, now running at 8.6% year over year? The markets are betting on a three-quarter percentage point hike, the biggest since 1994, and the third this year to slow an overheating economy. CNBC's Steve Leisman covers the Fed. And the hope is that by raising interest rates, uh, they'll slow the economy. The trouble is that it's a blunt tool. It affects all of the economy, whether uh, there's a hot demand there or not. The challenge, while inflation is hot, unemployment is near a 50-year low. But nearly half the country is paying $5 or more for a gallon of gas. Food, clothing, and rent prices are also soaring. President Biden under pressure in an election year, taking aim at Republicans. The problem is Republicans in Congress are doing everything they can to stop my plans to bring down costs on ordinary families. But as the Fed hikes interest rates, Americans will pay more for credit cards, private student loans, new car loans, and mortgages. A new $400,000 mortgage on January 1st cost $1,745 a month. After two rate hikes this year, that payment is now $589 more and could go higher. In San Diego, Parker Wren wants to leave his rental and buy a home, but now mortgage rates are going up. At these rates, I want to find something that I'm really excited about, that I feel like I'm getting a lot of value for the property. As interest rates rise, experts advise paying off loans, conserving cash, but keep investing for retirement, even with the stock market in a steep slide. You're going to look back 5, 10, 15 years from now and be really glad you bought in 2022. These are the times where you're going to earn those higher returns. All right, from Wall Street to Main Street, and another quick example, the average American has $5,500 in credit card debt, paying almost 17% interest. So if you add three quarters of a percentage point rate hike to that, you're gonna add another month to pay it off. 16 years if you make the minimum payment. So make those credit card payments pay down the principal. Savannah, back to you. Yeah, if you can pay them off, do it. Uh, Tom, let's talk about those record gas prices. Just this morning, the president taking aim at oil companies. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, the president writing a letter to the CEOs of seven oil companies, specifically saying that Vladimir Putin deserves the credit for this spike in oil and gas prices, but he is also calling on oil companies to explain their profits and specifically their refining reduction. Here's what the president writes. He says, essentially, at a time of war, refinery profit margins are well above normal and being passed directly on to American families, and that's not acceptable. Now, NBC News has reported in the past on this drop in refining capacity. We're down six refineries since 2020. A lot of reasons for that. Outdated technology, they need some maintenance, and now the president wants those oil companies to explain why they've had a drop in refining capacity, why that's adding to the price increase. He says the energy secretary will be holding an emergency meeting to get to the bottom of it, Savannah. All right, Tom Costello, where the action is today at the Federal Reserve. Thank you. Also this morning, the iconic Yellowstone National Park remains closed after historic flooding that has washed out roads, bridges, even some homes. Thousands of people forced to evacuate. Governor of Montana declaring a statewide disaster. NBC National correspondent Miguel Almaguer is there. Hey, Miguel, good morning. Hoda, good morning. The floodwaters are starting to recede, but not in every community. Many homes, businesses, and vehicles are still under feet of water. The damage in this community and also at Yellowstone National Park, the nation's oldest national park, is widespread.
These are the steep hillsides giving way to the force of water. Whoa. And the massive boulders narrowly missing cars on the road. Oh, it just moved. Flood swollen rivers even sweeping away buildings. This two-story bunkhouse carried nearly five miles downstream. Roads and bridges leading to Yellowstone National Park that weren't washed away have now been shut down indefinitely at the start of the peak summer season. It's safe to say that it's going to be an extended period of time. The northern end will be closed. Officials say some 10,000 visitors were evacuated from Yellowstone, even more from surrounding communities. Some airlifted out of harm's way. And it landed. And it was, it was, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. It was so emotional because none of us were expecting it. This is a house that used to be surrounded by a huge yard. In the small town of Red Lodge, what's normally a quiet creek, now a raging torrent. This summer was the first summer, not as intense with the COVID, no fires, we were getting great rain. This was going to be our season and our creek turned into a river. The historic floods, the result of an atmospheric river, a narrow corridor of moisture that dropped relentless rain on Washington, Montana and Wyoming, along with fast melting mountain snows, turning streams into life threatening rapids. It was frightening because in addition to all of this debris coming, you can hear the rocks in the creek. These are giant boulders just rolling down. It feels like you're on the Manhattan Bridge listening to the trains go by with you. A region home to an iconic national treasure now transformed by record floods. The governor here in the state of Montana has issued a state of emergency. The good news here, the forecast doesn't call for rain, at least in the next couple of days. But when you look at those pictures of all that damage and destruction, it's incredible to note here there were no significant injuries and no deaths. Hoda, back to you. A bit of good news there. Okay, Miguel, thank you so much. And we're tracking other extreme weather as well. Another day of record-breaking heat on tap for more than 90 million Americans across the country. Al's going to give us the forecast in a moment, but let's go to NBC's Morgan Chesky, who's in Texas. People are having to face those brutal temperatures, Morgan, amid a water crisis as well. Good morning. Yeah, Savannah, good morning, and it is hard to believe, but what is inside this hole in the street behind me is enough to keep an entire city without a single drop of drinking water. Now, a dozen city officials say this began yesterday when an aging water made about 60 years old, in fact, burst, causing them to shut down the entire system. And with temperatures expected to hit near triple digits, those repairs can't come fast enough. In Odessa, Texas this morning, more than 165,000 people are still without water. After a major water main break Monday forced the city to shut down its entire system. We spoke with Odessa's mayor late last night as crews scrambled to repair the damage. It's been 24 hours now. How quickly can you have water restored to the whole city? We feel that we'll be able to restore uh, co the complete uh, water to the, the entire city by tomorrow morning. And you're confident with that? Yes. Officials say they haven't identified the cause of the break, but note the city's aging water system is now 60 years old. With Odessa now under a boil water notice, residents are flocking to grocery stores. Nobody's really grabbing groceries. They're water. mostly grabbing water. Yeah, we so, counted about 15 baskets. They all got water. The city's also set up water distribution centers. 
This as officials work to get water to the most vulnerable. We have assisted the, the hospitals with some of their needs. Uh, we have delivered water to the nursing homes that were in need of that. This is just the latest serious infrastructure failure to impact the Lone Star State. Widespread power failures last winter left millions in the dark and more than 200 people dead. The new crisis couldn't come at a worse time for West Texas, with temperatures here approaching 100 degrees today. The same scorching heat wave is also punishing a wide section of the South and Midwest, where power companies are urging residents to conserve energy to try and avoid blackouts. Still, Odessa's mayor believes his city will get past this latest water crisis. We'll persevere and we'll get through it. And officials saying today that the hope is to have water restored by some point today, hopefully late morning, but no firm timetable. In the meantime, there are real concerns about the Texas power grid. ERCOT, the agency that manages it, says they set a record for all-time demand over the weekend. And while they say they should have enough power to generate everything they need, there have been local outages reported because this heat has caused additional stress on some of that equipment at various places across the state. Savannah? Tough times there, Morgan. Thank you very much. 713, let's bring in Al for a check of that extreme heat. We saw how bad it was in Texas. How bad is it around the country? Well, it's going to be, in fact, stretching from the southwest all the way into the Midwest, down into the southeast. 92 million people under heat advisories, heat watches, heat warnings. And for today, this big area of high pressure has created this heat dome. It's under a ridge in this with this jet stream up to the north. And so that allows that high pressure to drop trapped hot air at the surface. We are looking at dozens of record temperatures today, stretching from Macon, Georgia, all the way to Houghton Lake, Moline, Illinois, up into Youngstown, Ohio, Parkersburg, West Virginia. Today, Chicago could see a record. Same in Detroit, Beckley, West Virginia, Atlanta, as well, St. Louis, over 100 today possible. Springfield, Missouri could come close to a record. Same in Columbus, Elkins. Temperatures do start to cool off a bit, especially into the northeast, up into the Great Lakes, but still staying warm down from Atlanta, Raleigh, all the way into Little Rock. We've got a risk of severe weather today as well. Strong storm system pushing its way to the east from uh, Minneapolis all the way down to Des Moines. We've got a, an enhanced risk of severe weather. 33 million people at risk from the mid-Atlantic states into the Great Lakes, and it continues on into tomorrow, moving into upstate New York and all the way down to the Appalachians. 19 million people at risk. Wind gusts, damaging winds, and tornadoes are possible. Guys? All right, Al, thank you. We moved to Southern California now. Two police officers were shot and killed last night responding to a domestic violence call. It happened at a motel in the Los Angeles suburb of El Monte. When police confronted the suspect, there was an exchange of gunfire. The two wounded officers were rushed to the hospital, but they later died. This morning, the 22-year veteran and the rookie officer are being hailed as heroes. These two men were loved. They were good men. They paid the ultimate sacrifice serving their community, trying to help somebody. The 35-year-old gunman was shot and killed at the scene, and officials say he had a long criminal record. All right, uh, 7.15 now. Craig joins the table. The story we haven't talked about much lately, but monkeypox yeah, is back in the It news. is back in a big way. Hoda Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. In fact, there's growing concern this morning over the alarming spread of monkeypox. Cases increasing here in the United States, a group of European nations now ordering vaccines to stave off a wider outbreak. 
NBC's Stephanie Goss joins us with the latest on monkeypox. Steph, good morning. Craig, good morning. The World Health Organization is very concerned about what it calls the, quote, unusual spread of monkeypox. And next week, it will hold an urgent meeting to determine if this virus is a public health emergency. Mounting concern this morning as monkeypox is on the move. The virus is, is, is behaving unusually from how uh, it used to behave in, 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 in the past. In the U.S., there are now more than 70 cases in at least 17 states, according to the CDC. And the virus, most commonly found in Africa, has been reported in 35 countries. Now the World Health Organization is planning a special session to determine if monkeypox should be declared an international public health emergency. That would be their highest warning level, and it currently only applies to COVID-19 and polio. We're encouraging countries to do uh, surveillance, uh, contact tracing, and, and other public health uh, measures. In Chicago, where there are seven confirmed cases, health officials are advising residents to make informed choices about gathering in spaces or participating in events where monkeypox could be spread. The CDC says of the U.S. cases, it's not clear how the people were exposed to monkeypox. But early data suggests that gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with men make up a high number of cases. But notes any close contact is at risk. Monkeypox begins with flu-like symptoms and leads to lesions on the skin. It's spread primarily through direct contact with infectious sores, scabs, or body fluids, including intimate sexual contact. We think that's happening because of the close contact people are having, especially after the pandemic, things are opening up more, people are socializing more. But it is not time to panic, say medical experts. It's still rare around the world, and it has not really gone down to the child or pediatric population as of yet. If the World Health Organization declares a public health emergency, that will trigger a coordinated response worldwide to help stop the spread. It's also looking into giving it a different name because of stigma and misunderstanding associated with monkeypox. Craig? Okay. All right. Stephanie Goss for Steph, thank you. Okay, let's go back to Al, uh -huh. get another check of the weather. All right. We've got some severe storms, as we mentioned, firing up through the Great Lakes. Record highs in the mid-plains, on into the Midwest. Strong storms down through the southeast. Hot and dry out west. Sunshine extending all the way to the Pacific Northwest. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right. Thank Al, you. Thank you. Straight ahead, more of our exclusive interview with Amber Heard. This morning, she's opening up about her concerns moving forward in the wake of such a high-profile trial. I'm scared that no matter what I do, no matter what I say or how I say it, um, every step that I take will present another opportunity for this sort of uh, silencing. Plus, what she revealed about her feelings toward Johnny Depp now. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching 
learning engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Come on. Okay, it's 7.30, y'all. It's Wednesday. Look at these spectacular images. That's the strawberry supermoon that we talked about. Wow. Sweetened over the night sky. Saw it riding in this morning. It was huge, beautiful. Wow. Juicy. That's a wow. Juicy. Thank you for that. Gorgeous. We got a lot ahead in this half hour. We're going to start, Savannah, with more of your exclusive conversation with Amber Heard. Yeah, for six weeks, the defamation trial between her and Johnny Depp was hard to ignore. Every accusation aired for the world to see and reaction on social media getting billions of views. Well, after the verdict, largely in favor of Depp, Heard called it a setback for other women who wanted to speak up. And now she says she fears other potential defamation lawsuits from her ex-husband as she looks to move forward. There's a text message where Johnny promises total global humiliation for you. Do you feel like that came true? I know he promised it. I testified to this. I'm not a, a good victim, I get it. I'm not a likable victim, I'm not a perfect victim, but I, when I testified, I asked the jury to just see me as human and hear his own words, which is a promise to do this. It feels as though he has. Amber Heard reflecting on the ripple effects of her tumultuous trial with Johnny Depp. Having been found liable, are you nervous as we are here today about what you can say now? Of course. I took for granted what I assumed was my right to speak. Do you feel like you could be sued again by him for defamation? I'm scared that no matter what I do, no matter what I say or how I say it, um, every step that I take will present another opportunity for this sort of uh, silencing, which is what I guess a defamation lawsuit is meant to do. It's meant to, <laughs> to take your voice. But Amber is still speaking just days after a jury stunned many and found the actress defamed Depp in an op-ed where she said she was a public figure representing domestic abuse. The piece, which never mentioned Depp by name, was published two years after the couple announced they had settled their divorce. Life had seemingly moved on and you decide to write an op-ed. Why did you do that? Because the op-ed wasn't about my relationship with Johnny. But it alluded to him. It, it was unmistakable. You know, what the op-ed was about was, um, you know, me loaning my voice to a bigger cultural conversation that we were having at the time. Did you worry, gosh, I'd love to be a person weighing in on these cultural issues, but that's going to stir this all up again. I obviously knew it was important for me not to make it about him or to do anything like defame him. I had lawyers, teams of lawyers 
review all the drafts of this. When you wrote this op-ed, it was the height of Me Too. Legions of powerful men being canceled, losing their jobs. Um, did you want that to happen to Johnny Depp? Of course not. Of course not. It wasn't about him. But the op-ed and the abuse alleged was at the heart of the six-week trial. Just pulls his arm back with the phone and throws it at my face. Hit me right in my, it felt like my, my eye. Heard testified that the final straw came after a violent fight in May 2016. Six days later, she filed for a restraining order, cameras capturing her as she left the courthouse. But Depp's lawyers convinced the jury Heard was lying about the abuse. Police who responded to the 2016 incident testified during the trial that they didn't see any injuries and that Heard declined to file charges. This was uh, a hoax, is according to his team. Why didn't I cooperate with the police? As I've testified before, and I will stand by until my dying day, I didn't want to cooperate with them. I didn't want this to be out. I didn't want this to be known. I didn't want to cooperate with them because I didn't want this to be, I didn't want to get him in trouble. If it was a host, I could have done that. But five days later, you went to court and it came out. Five days later, I made the decision to stand up for myself and protect myself. You can't get a restraining order in private, which of course I didn't understand the night when the cops were called. An employee of TMZ testified at court and said that TMZ was tipped off about when you were going to be going to the courthouse and on what side of your face bruises would be apparent. Did you tip off TMZ? I was gonna say, it certainly didn't get tipped off by me or Did anyone in my- you know tip off TMZ? Why would they? No. You, you asked no one to do that? As I testified to before, had nothing to do with me. There are different incidents that you testified to, and the Depp legal team would put up pictures of you publicly right after that or in the days following and saying, that why are there no, no bruises? Again, it's that thing, if you have bruising, if you have injuries, it's fake. If you don't have any, then, it's, then you weren't injured. You had promised to donate the $7 million of your divorce settlement to charity. It was revealed at trial that you haven't done so yet. However, they played a tape where you stayed on the air that you have donated it. Do you think that raised questions as to your credibility with the jury? I made a, a pledge and that pledge is made over time by its nature. And when you say I donated, you know that everybody thinks that you've donated it, not that you've pledged it. So for the jurors sitting there, do you think they felt like that was you getting caught in a lie? I, I don't know because so much of the, I feel like so much of the trial was meant to cast aspersions on who I am as a human, my credibility, to call me a liar in, in every way you can. And that more. was the trial. It was a credibility contest. And that I, was it. This is another one of the examples where if you pull back and you think about it, I shouldn't have to have donated it in an in, in effort to be believed. I shouldn't have had to earmark the entirety of that in order to have You a, shouldn't a have, trial. but once you said you did. Right, which is where it was intended to go. Heard says she still plans to honor that pledge. How do you see your future now? I get to be a mom, like, full time, you know, where I'm not having to juggle calls with lawyers. One day you may 
want to tell your daughter about this or have to tell your daughter about everything that you've gone through, what would you want to say? I think no matter what, it will mean something. I did the right thing. I did everything I could to stand up for myself and the truth. Heard and Depp's volatile relationship lasted just four years. Depp confirming his engagement to me on Today in 2014. Congratulations. Thank you. Are you excited? Yeah, very. She's a wonderful girl. She's, uh, she's sharp as a tack, you know, wonderful, you know, uh, uh, southern belle and um, sweet as can be and, uh, and very good for me, you know. On the first day of the trial, you issued a statement and part of the statement said, I still have love for Johnny. Yes. Is that still true? Yes. After everything? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love him. I loved him with all my heart. And I tried the best I could to make a deeply broken relationship work. And I couldn't. I have no bad feelings or ill will towards him at all. I, I know that might be hard to understand or it might be really easy to understand. If you've just ever loved anyone, it should be easy. Depp's attorneys have said they do not see the verdict in this case as a setback to victims of domestic violence coming forward. Heard's legal team has said they do plan to appeal this summer. Quick note, we will have more of our conversation with Amber Heard during a special edition of Dateline, including evidence she says should have been included in the trial that would have bolstered her case. You can stream part of it, a sneak preview, tomorrow on Peacock. Ahead of that Dateline special, a full hour airing Friday night, 8, 7 central here on NBC. So the conversation goes on. Yeah, that was an interesting answer to do you still love him yeah. in the present. Wow. Interesting conversation, Savannah. Still ahead, guys, the search for a woman who dreamed of traveling to space but was rejected by NASA in its early days. Six decades later, there's a group now. They are on a mission. They want to find Miss Kelly, and they want to rewrite that story. Also ahead this morning, the renewed safety concerns tied to a popular activity at summer parties after an inflatable slide mishap that hurt more than a dozen children. But first, these messages. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. 
Fairfax 744. Mr. Roker, it's all yours. All what you right. got? Quick check. We've got hot, dry weather out west. Unfortunately, they need some of that rain. We're talking severe storms, though, in the upper Great Lakes. Record highs, midsections of the country. The heat continues down in Texas. Austin could see its ninth consecutive day of 100-plus readings, and if that happens, it'll go probably stretch into, into the weekend. Strong storms to the southeast, beautiful day, but warm and humid in the northeast. And that's your latest uh, weather. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Coming up next, thanks to the memories. Today's end of an era when it comes to the way most of us learn to surf the web. Remember when we used to say surf the web? I, I do. Yeah. 20 we're years gonna, ago. We're going to throw it back right after this. We are back with one of the first commercials from Microsoft's Internet Explorer as we welcome in Mr. We Dave. could have stolen that. Where do you want to go today? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our thing, Still not can. Microsoft. You might be wondering, why are we showing you a 27-year-old ad? Well, it is the end of an era. The historic web browser, which introduced so many people to the Internet, is officially shutting down today. It was the go-to browser for most of the 2000s, but obviously things changed with the arrival of yeah. Firefox yep. and Google Chrome, which became the world's most used browser back in 2012. Well, Internet Explorer now joins the likes of BlackBerry, oh. Moment of <laughs> Silence, and those dial-up modems. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Technology, okay, that time has come yeah. and gone, but we light a candle for you, Internet Explorer. <laughs> if you're loyal to it, don't worry. Microsoft says you will be re redirected to their updated browser. Oh, oh Microsoft Microsoft Edge. So you can ignore that. Which the company says is faster and more secure. Yeah, exactly. So I, th I mean, I thought Explorer died like 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it did. Last time I, yeah. It did. I used it. Nobody told it, though. Yeah. Allison, what is the internet? I know. Exactly. The words of Ryan Before that, when it was Net, you remember Netscape? I remember oh, yeah, the company. Yeah. 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 That, that was a good one, Craig. Where'd you pull that one out? Remember Abacuses? Oh, that's <laughs> Yes. Craig was on Napster. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, I used to get steel music on Napster all the that time. Was... Then I got a virus on my computer. I learned my lesson. Don't do that. was my that. first story in the business. This kid yeah. who was. Sean who, Fanning? No, no. He had stolen like 30,000 songs. Uh, oh, that kid. And, and they, they went after him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, when we come back, an inside look at a major shift that's happening when it comes to coming out, and it's been it's being driven by younger Americans. The impact, the impact on issues facing all of us. Now looking forward to that. Plus, coming up on Popstar, we've got a new milestone for Top Gun Maverick to tell you about. Coming up, your eight o'clock hour.